1 Corinthians 9, verses 1 through 18. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus, our Lord? Are not you my workmanship in the Lord? If to others I'm not an apostle, at least I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who would examine me. Do we not have the right to eat and drink? Do we not have the right to take along a believing wife? as do the other apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit? Or who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? Do I say these things on human authority? Does not the law say the same? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox, and when it treads out the grain, is it for oxen that God is concerned? Does he not certainly speak for our sake? It was written for our sake because the plowman should plow in hope and the thresher thresh in hope of sharing in the crop. If we have sown spiritual things among you, it is too is it too much if we reap material things from you? If others share this rightful claim on you, do not we even more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple and those who serve at the altar share in the sacrificial offerings? In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. But I have not made use of any of these rights nor am I writing these things to, to secure any such provision, for I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of my ground for boasting. For if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do not, for, for if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am still entrusted with the stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my preaching, I may present the gospel free of charge so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, to, be God. to God. All right, so Paul is, he's, he's pretty riled up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's, he's talking to the haters um, yeah. or about the haters. And, you know, we can kind of read through this that, um, there's this criticism of Paul that is pervading the church, you know, mm -hmm. sort of, um, it seems that he's kind of been accused of being like a bum and that mm -hmm. he, he's like trying to bum cash off of the Corinthian church and leverage his spiritual authority. And he's basically saying here, first off, you know, if I were, is that not my right? Like, mm -hmm. this is the service that God has called me to. And, and he points to how, um, you know, from the law of Moses, the Levitical priests have, you know, been taken care of by the people to do the work of God. And so right. is it not the same for those working in the kingdom of God now? But then, so he, he makes this strong case for, you know, why should, you know, ministers of the gospel not be supplied for by the church? But then he he turns and says, but I've made no use of any of these rights, uh, basically so that you can't say anything to me about it. Right. <laughs> so he, he's getting really spicy and, and kind of heated. What are, what are y'all's thoughts on what's going on here? Yeah. 
you know, this is a complicated place. Yeah. Um, you know, when you start to study First Corinthians, you end up studying some of the background of Corinth. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize there are a lot of social dynamics in this place that, you know, to to peel back the layers takes quite a while. And yeah. and um and so this works its way out in, you know, the Lord's Supper and uh, lawsuits and, um, you know, reciprocity uh, expectations in uh, even the sort of economy that they have. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a complicated place. And there are just so many things you can do to run afoul uh, in a particular group. And so you, you just have a great opportunity to offend somebody or to get in the bad graces of some group if you do this or if you don't do that. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it seems here that Paul uh, has gotten in some sense the bad graces of some of the folks in the Corinthian church because of how he has approached the idea of work um, and and what he's coming along here and he's is is he he's doing is he's giving a defense of his apostleship and saying, hey, look, there are certain things that uh, that I deserve because of my apostleship. You know, I, I am preaching the gospel and it's right for me to make a living based on this gospel. Um, but we get this incredible line in verse 12, nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. I mean, that's just one of those radical verses that, if we were to completely own, mm-hmm. I mean, it would just change so much yeah. about how we interact with the world. Um, Paul rightly sees that Jesus in you know First Peter two terms is a stone of stumbling or a rock of offense. That he is going to be that line in the sand or that thing that that demands a confrontation and even drive and, and drives people to go left or to drive people to go right. And what Paul wants to do is do everything in his power to clear the runway so that people get to Jesus, the rock of offense, Mm -hmm. rather than litter the ground so that they're stumbling along the way until they get to Jesus. No, he says, I want you to get to Jesus. And and from there, things will get sorted out. But, But the goal is Jesus, not me you know, making a living or not making a living or doing what mm-hmm. I want to do or not doing what I want to do. The goal is Jesus. That is the center of my ministry. And so if I can get you to Jesus, then I've done well. That's so mm-hmm. that's so true. It's like you can see how he knows the he knows the Corinthians so well and the lengths that he's willing to go to so that they do see um the spectacle of the cross as opposed to the spectacle that they desire and a well spoken, you know, um kind of more popular um, leader, I guess, someone who could, yes, uh, you know, preaches the truth or what they think of as the truth, even though they keep kind of getting off of the gospel, but also is very well received by the culture that they live in. You just tell they're, they're wrestling with all of these things. And it's, it's amazing to see his love mm-hmm. for them, even though he's, like you said, he gets so spicy. Mm-hmm. He, um, <laughs> It's quite the argument. And one minute you think, wait, he's saying he's giving all of these um, 
you know, this apologetic for why you should pay your pastor. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he he's like talks about the Old Testament and Jesus himself and even tradition and all these things. And yet he's saying he's willing to forgo that. Why? Because obviously there was something in them that saw the payment as like a means of controlling him. Like there was some kind of relational capital. Uh-huh. And so he's mm-hmm. like, I will forgo even the ability to eat, you know, yeah, to uh-huh. pay, to survive yeah. so that you see that, the gospel frees you mm-hmm. from this. Um, you know, we talked about in early on this meritocracy that you live in this like scorekeeping that yeah, you're constantly right. engaged in this like desire for a, for an eloquent, you know, um, culturally acceptable, like leader. It's like gospel plus. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, it's gospel only. Yeah, it's yeah. the truth. And, guess what? It's free. And I'm so free that I will freely lay down all my rights just so that you can see it. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, and so much of what he's doing here is correcting just throughout the epistle is correcting, uh, the Corinthians view of what church is. And Mm -hmm. we'll get into this. We've talked about this a little bit, but we'll get into it with head coverings and stuff like that. But so much of their view of the church has become about, um, it's like basically a social club of like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And Paul is, is so adamantly reminding them it is the mission of God. Like the church is the body of Christ that's living on mission for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we should not be reluctant to support the work of God. This is not about making a person rich or, you know, like it, it's not this weird financial conversation. It, it is about supporting the work of God in all the different ways that we can. Right. And so it it really comes down to what do you believe that the church is and, and then how can we give our lives to build God's kingdom in That's our, right. our short and, time on and Earth. And not to confuse people. You know, it's so important that we get this right because we want church to be a place where they come, they hear the gospel, they receive it for free, but that they find out that everything that they're seeking in the world, this meaning, purpose, um, you know, fulfillment, all, all the things that you're seeking from all of this that the world and your culture and everybody's promising you is found completely free in Christ. Amen. And so you don't want to muddy the waters mm-hmm. in any way that church is anything other than about Christ and his free gift. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it does strike me to, you know, I'm, I'm challenged and, uh, and I, I want to, um, and I want to be challenged by this, but you know, Paul says, "Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel." Mm-hmm. It, it's for him. There's there's no scenario in which he can't mm-hmm. preach the gospel. I mean, he 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 is compelled, like he's constrained. He has to go and tell people that salvation and life are found in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and um, and, and so whatever it takes, you know, he'll put himself in difficult situations and circumstances. He'll suffer. He'll, um, he'll have his name be sullied. He'll mm-hmm. look like a fool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for him to live as Christ and to die as gain. And so he's singularly minded on the glory of God, uh, that occurs when people trust Christ and believe in him, uh, with their whole being. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I want I want to be that kind of person, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, every once in a while I have some of that fervor, but <laughs> but it's not something that that characterizes me totally like it seems to here for Paul, and and obviously Paul is a mere man, um, and and therefore a man at best, 
But uh, I, I do think that that's a, uh, a mentality that we would do well to be challenged by and to prayerfully pursue. And with the help of the Spirit, um, we can be a people who who live with a sort of single-minded devotion for the things of God. Right, and take instruction from Paul on that. How did he become this person? Um, I mean, obviously this is the work of the Spirit in his life, but there's a continuous theme that we've seen where he's confronting like almost an entitlement of the people, which lets us see that they are not completely grasping the grace um, that they themselves have received, like the way that they have Mm -hmm. come to Christ and what they've actually experienced is by grace alone. Whereas Paul is absolutely convinced that there's nothing good in him, Mm -hmm. that there's nothing that he's entitled to. And yet he's just living in the, the freedom that he's been given because he sees that this is all by grace through faith in Christ. Um, That's a, that's a way forward. (laughs) Amen. All right. Well, uh, a great word from first Corinthians nine for Jennifer McClish and Jackson Randall. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.